Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Let's Talk About It, girl. I'm Bree, and I got my girl Kiara with me. And we will be finishing up part two of Hardships of Women. So when we left off of part one, we asked the viewers a few questions, and we wanted to just get you guys' feedback on everything so we can be interactive and engaging. So we did get a few responses back, and I'm going to let Kiara read those for you. Hey, guys. Welcome to Let's Talk About a Girl podcast. So we did have a couple of listeners that went to our website at chattingwiththegirls.weebly.com to answer a few questions that we left for you guys. So I'm going to read them off. And first, we have a viewer from Memphis, Tennessee. His name is Rod. And I actually went to high school with him. And surprisingly, we kept in touch. So here is what he has to say. So the first question was, how do you feel about this generation now? And so Rod said, I feel like this generation is lost. If we are talking about solely black people, then I think we have layers and layers to peel back. Right? I agree. Yeah. Men are lost. We lack ambition. We lack empathy. We lack loyalty and commitment. Women lack understanding. They don't value men like their elders. They don't want to listen to men because they are tired of men. I think we all are trying to gain success and money, but we are not loving each other in the process. Right. I couldn't agree more. Shout out to Rob for that great. That was good. And it came from a man, y'all. That was good. That was good for a man to actually admit those things. That's good. I like that. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Rob for that. Yes. Thank you, Rod. And so, Bree, how do you feel about that? His response was, it hit, it like, it's dead on because even what he said, like, the men, they lack ambition. Like, we don't have the same men anymore. Like, when our grandparents are like, men will go out and provide. Mm. And then with the women, we, we kind of don't understand because we kind of want you to be like, you got to have it all together. We don't realize that it's so hard for black men the most. Like, that's the most. To me, they say women are black women are but I really think it's black men because they're killing our black men for no reason so I, I think we do we we kind of are hard on them sometimes but I know we from my point of view we doing it because we love them and care for them and we just want them to be what we know that they can be but it can come right. off as insensitive sometimes and it seems like we don't value our black men anymore right so do you think the black men protect black women as much as they want us to protect them, um, especially with okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Now, uh-uh, I'm done. Um, I think it's I think it's um both of us both genders need to get back to protect each other because I don't think black men protect black women, and I sometimes don't. Mm-hmm. I think black women stand up for black men more, but I just feel like it is the value has went down on us. Like we don't respect or value ourselves. Women nowadays, we so independent, we can do it on our own. And we don't give the man an right. opportunity. And then the man, nowadays, every woman is just a B. And it seems like they don't mm. respect black women. And it's hard for us as black women to receive that when we're we're being called all this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Nicole from Dallas, Texas. Woo-hoo. <laughs> hey, Nicole. <laughs> She um, answered this question as well by going on the website and putting in her answer. Um, so, again, the question was, how do you feel about this generation now? And Nicole said, it sucks. I agree. 
A lot of individuals are semi-selfish or too busy playing games. I couldn't agree yeah, more. Yeah, that was so good. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people don't want to live within God's path. Okay. Good point, Nicole, because you, you're actually right yeah. about that. Like, we have gotten so far away from God, it's ridiculous. Like, I think it's more mm-hmm. followers of Satan than it is of God. It's just crazy how much. It's like, I think we got Sodom and Gomorrah days beat. But since Jesus died on the cross, you know, he ain't going to come back and just wipe us out like that no more because we have already been forgiven. And some blood Mm -hmm. has already been shed for that. But God was fed up with it back in the day with Sodom and Gomorrah. And I really feel like he to that point with us. But like I said, Jesus has already came. And he already know when he coming back. So, Mm -hmm. she Nicole, great point. So, with all of your stuff going on now, Bree. Do you think the end is near? Because I hear that every day. I see a post about how the end is near almost every day with like the COVID and everything. Um, I I, I used to be one of the ones like after like with all these these um police killings of innocent black men. I used to be like, right. the world is coming to the end because look how much crazy stuff going on with the um the mass shootings and you know going and shooting up churches and school. I was like, yeah. You know the end coming. But the more and more I read the Bible, mm. if you look at, um, if you read the Bible, I can't actually quote what the book it comes from, but everything that God says is going to happen, it ain't unfolded to me yet. Like, it, it said that uh-huh. um, parents will turn on kids, you know, they would start, um, everybody, it would just be sisters killing, they would just come in and kill the church, persecute the, the Christian people. I haven't seen all that happen yet. So, I don't really think the end is near and it might not even be like, we might have so many grandchildren, like generations of grandchildren come after us before it even hits. Cause like they say, no man, know the day, nor the hour. It's just best to get your house mm. in order because you don't know when you going to pay. Right. It don't matter when he coming. You just need to make sure because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. everybody has to pass. But the more and more I read the Bible, I don't think it's the end because he God been sending plagues. This just a plague to me. He been sending that. He told he told the people if they don't get together and they turn from him, which we have turned from him, that he would send plagues mm-hmm. and you know destruction and bad um leadership, which you obviously know we got bad leadership right now. And this oh, is yes, definitely a plague. <laughs> and the thing about it though, it hasn't been the first plague. We had so many plagues that we just now COVID is just scaring us. This is the right now moment that's scary. But I don't, right. the more and more I read the Bible, I really don't think we're nearing the end because, like, a lot of more stuff has to unfold. Woo. Yes. All right. So, um, we're going to move on to the second question. And it was, do you think the young parents today are being active in their children's lives just as our grandparents were active in our parents' lives? And I want our listeners to keep in mind that the hosts of Let's Talk About a Girl podcast are 90s babies. Yeah. So we're going to go with Nicole's answer first. And Nicole said, it's 50-50. Some single parents have to work more to provide for their kids. Some are too busy chasing for a guy to make them happy or fulfill the missing father in the child's life. And then we have some that just don't care and keep creating kids. That was, and I couldn't agree. Yeah, she hit on each area because I feel like we do have some people that's doing right. We do have some people that's Mm -hmm. doing wrong, and then you have some that just don't care. But that's gonna be in all generations, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. 
I agree, Bree. I do. And so Rod said, I think parents that can afford to be active are more active, actually. I think parents are developing deeper, more compassionate relationships with their kids. But unfortunately, for parents that are broke, most of their energy go towards money and the child is often neglected. I think 90 babies want to be good parents, but I don't think a lot of people had good examples. We aren't as religious as we used to be. So people's morals and values are changing every day. So I don't know where this generation is headed. Wow, Rod just be on the top. Like he be on top of it. He do. Like that was all of that was good. Like I couldn't agree more with all that. Cause like he said, the ones who have it, they they tend to be able to spend more time. And the ones who gotta provide harder, like gotta go harder at the money, you can't really give right. them all your time. And that was true. Cause I got I know it's some parents out there that really want to do more for their child, but they gotta provide. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when they get off, the children sleep. You're not going to just wake them up to try to have some time. So they got to get it while they can. And that's, that is true. And like he said, we have gotten so way from, so far away from religion. So that was good. Good answer, Ron. Yeah. And I know some people back where I'm from, uh, Memphis, Tennessee, to be exact. I know a lot of people that have to work two jobs or three jobs just to make sure their children have food on the table and clothes on their back. So he's right. Um, a lot of parents do spend most of their time at work because that's the only way they're going to be able to make a living. And Nicole said uh, something good when she said the mom tries to make up for the missing father. She has to, the single mom has to provide. She has to spend that time mm-hmm. and then if that child has sports that they're in, she has to try to do all that. So in the end, that's burning a woman out. And mm. back to related to Rod, even if it's a dad trying to provide, we so black people are so far behind. Like we we so we're treated so unequal that it, it don't matter what we do, we gotta do triple as that just to be just to be able to provide, provide right. comfortably. So right. both of those are very important to play in it. That's why a lot of black people can't do education like we can't have successful education because we got to put our kids where where it's free or where you know we can afford Mm -hmm. so that and then that sometimes put us in overcrowded classrooms in different poverty neighborhoods so I just feel like black people got to strike against them anyway Mm -hmm. right so the third question was it's really a two-part question but you could answer either or. And it was, what are some things that we can do at home to make sure that we are building our children up in the right way? Or what do you think we have to do as parents, educators, etc., at home to build our children up in the right way? So when they go out to school or go out in public areas, etc., they will know how to act and know how to respect their elders and more. So Rod said, I think the best way we can do is heal and go to therapy before we have kids. So many parents pass down their trauma to the kids, and that's a huge issue. I think if more parents would heal themselves before having kids, this would allow them to be better parents because they could identify negative characteristics in their kids 
then they have gone unnoticed if they have not healed themselves. Once we do that, I think we will raise better kids because a lot of the issues that kids have today have been tied to their parents. Ryan, who raised you? Because they they did a good <laughs> job. <laughs> this was, I mean, it's true though because, like, you know, people look at therapy as crazy. Like you are you no. you you crazy if you go to counseling and therapy when in actuality everybody needs therapy because everybody going through mm-hmm. something. Only difference is mm-hmm. sometimes we can't afford it, and. And like, not only that, with the money issue, is if you go, you are looked at as crazy. I feel like you like, need that. That that's mm-hmm. a form of to me. That's a form of healing and self coping. Like, mm-hmm. I oh that that is very good. And like he said, we should go to therapy before we have kids, so we can figure out what's wrong with us, so we can be better kids. But a lot of times, we just we do it the opposite. We're not even getting married first anymore. We just, you know, having the kids. And I'm an example. I got, I have two kids and I'm not married. And so we just having the kids. We just doing everything out of order. So you can't help but to be like, why is it going wrong? Look what you did. You did it backwards. So I think that has a lot to play in a good response. Right. And also um, touching on the therapy part. Um, Really, honestly, a lot of people think they don't have problems and they don't need to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. I promise you, I'm going to tell y'all for myself, when you start going to therapy, you're going to start like discovering more problems than you initially thought you didn't have at first. Yeah, because it works because so healing. I, right, because I personally go to therapy myself and I know some of my other friends do as well. And you might think you don't have that many problems, but once you get to talking to your therapist and everything, and y'all start doing little activities and stuff like that, you're going to figure out you had more problems than you thought you didn't have. And the thing with the therapy is the therapist don't know you. So it don't matter if she uh, know your back, he or she know your background story. They're not supposed to tell anyway, but if they tell who they going to tell. So that's the good thing about a therapy. You got to worry about people are worried about people in their business. But if you tell it to a therapist, right. that therapists have nothing related to you that they can go in and flaunt. They have no reason to go out and tell that. And for one, it's I mean for right. two, it's against their job. They like they can't do that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you share that information with him with them, you don't have to be judged, worry about being judged or looked at as crazy because that's what they're there for to help. But that's a lot of people don't want to share their business. That's what they call it. And they want to keep it hidden and bothered. They think people going to judge. But that's what a therapist is for, to to be exactly all, to not be that. To not be judgmental. To not, to, it's supposed to be somebody you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, like, once you develop that trust, because I ain't going to lie, with my therapist at first, it was kind of hard for her to crack the seal and get me to open up. But once you start to develop their trust in with your therapist and start to trust her and know that she is there to help you, y'all going to have a great relationship. That's good. Like, I love my therapist. Is your therapist black? Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And so, Nicole answered this question. And she said, what we could do at home to make sure that we are building our children up in the right way is to read more to the kids in general, books and the Bible, um, create fun home activities to entertain the kids, 
shut a lot of technology down for a certain amount of hours during the week and talk more with your children. And I think these are all great ideas. Yeah, I definitely agree. That was good. I mean, that that was that to me, that summed it all up because we need to do more with them, talk with them more because a lot of kids commit suicide nowadays. So if we would, and that's because uh-huh. they're in that, and we trust them to be in their room doing whatever they want. So if you have them doing, if you foster and create a, a family oriented environment, your child has no reason, no choice but to follow that out. But if you say all you do is right. lock your child up in the room because you got other stuff to do, they're t- they're going to tend to do that when they parent. So that was great things. Create fun activities, movie nights. Like I told you, since COVID-19 happened, I, me and my kids have been having movie nights. We sit down and literally eat together. And I told you that couldn't happen throughout the week because we were so busy. And now I'm grateful for COVID-19 in a, in a way. Right. And so to feed off that, um, when you feed, when you spend um, a lot of time with your kids, that's going to eliminate them from trying to be too grown out here. Because I know a lot of my friends. Yes, I know a lot of my friends have kids. And from them not spending a lot of time with them, um, they seem to grow up too fast. Like, I just feel like your child should not be wearing lashes at age 10. Yeah, that's that's pushing it. Who am I? Because I don't have any kids, but I just know my child won't be wearing lashes. I just think everybody should do what's best for them, but at Uh the same time, you just, to me, you shouldn't be able, we shouldn't live in a world where we got to say stuff like this. Um, What's what I'm about, how I'm trying to say this. Don't be surprised when they get the attention that you don't want them to get. I hate that I have to say that Uh in this kind of, like, in this day and time. But you just got to be like, you got to be mindful of the things you put on your kids. Because although we say mm-hmm. our children can wear what they want and they shouldn't have to be, um, what's the word? Uh, nobody should look at them the way they do. A child should be able to wear what they want. But uh, people are sick in the head and you kind of got to be mindful of that because a little girl with lashes on, she's going to probably look a little grown and they're going to try her. And I'm just saying, mm-hmm. I, we shouldn't be able, we shouldn't have to say that in this day and time, but we do. And it's sad that we have to do that because they all, they got this thing out, a man gonna be a man. And if you put a woman in front of them, that's what's gonna happen. I just feel like a man should be able to control himself. That's not what, that's not normal. Right. And also, I just don't think, you know, seven and eight year olds should be wearing, you know, the crop top, crop top shirts. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I don't. And have skirts and yeah, pencil skirts. Teachers on. Uh, yeah, that's how I would say. Yeah, nowadays everybody trying to fit in with the society. So uh, right, you just but at the same time, I know my child when the day comes, they're still gonna be wearing like eight ponytails with the barrettes and the. <laughs> And the braids with the beads and stuff, they're not gonna be having sew ins and yeah, that and that's I don't even see, I don't even see how you can put that like how you buy weed for a little kid. Like I understand braids, but you sitting there really going to buy inches for a child? I just I I can't see myself girl, doing that. You'll be surprised, girl. Let me you order you some hair. I I ain't never heard of that. And at this age, you should be trying to tell the child to embrace what they have themselves, like. Feel pretty without yeah. all of that stuff, but like mm-hmm. you said, to each his own. Everybody parent different. I just know, like you said, I Kaylee, she still wear puff balls, so 
Right. But, now, I, I know. know when I was growing up, I know when I, I think I was like either nine or 10, it was for my birthday. I had like a sleepover and my mom, um, she got me and my friends to take glamour shots. Now that's different, but me putting on the full face for my child every day just to go to daycare, baby, who at daycare? That she need to be and, trying to impress. Right, that's what I say. Who you? I mean, you know what kind of attention that comes with. Yeah, and although they had a daycare, I just don't know. You just don't never. You never know who could come through there, and I just don't want uh-huh. that kind of attention. Proceed. I don't want my child to have to go through that, and I. Who? That's just a bad feeling to know that you know rape victims and you know people of rape situations. I just and being molested. I just wouldn't want that feeling for my child. Right, right. I couldn't agree more. So, with the fourth coming up, <laughs> and all this talk about don't celebrate the fourth because we recently just celebrated Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, Juneteenth went worldwide this year. Yeah, yeah. I, last year, Snapchat wasn't sending me no little snap about Juneteenth and stuff. But they did this year. But you know, to me, um, everything has started adopting or adapting to black culture anyway. Like, like well, you know, we talked well, about it. They made this a marketing issue yeah. for them. So I just feel like everybody's doing that right now. I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy, but I just feel like I saw this post. I told you about that. Why the stores and the companies putting stuff out like black people just came out. Like it's true, we've been here. Why right. instead of right, changing right. these your policies to fit black people, you need to worry about. But that you know the one thing they haven't done, they haven't arrested these or right. or uh convicted these these cops. So at the end of the day, it don't matter what you do with yeah. your company, it don't matter what you do with your policy. We still mm-hmm. don't matter to y'all because y'all didn't even arrest the people that killed us. You you let what you gave us basically black privilege. We don't want that. We want justice. But you know, people and fall then into it. Right, but then on top of that, Bree, I just seen a, a post earlier this morning about how it's all of a sudden a black national anthem and they're going to sing it before the first week of the um, football game. It's been a black national anthem. They they just want to start singing it now. That's what I'm saying. So they're going to sing, lift every voice and sing before they do the original national anthem. And I read some comments under their post, and this black dude said, um, we don't need that because y'all can sing all day long, but that's still not going to affect the change that needs to happen. Right, that's not, you. Can, yes, I agree. good job, that, that was a good one. Because at the end of the day, you still haven't arrested those yeah. people. You still haven't even sent them on a trial. Like, Breonna Taylor, her those cops have not even been arrested at all. And right, that lady right. will sleep in her bed. You can't get no, you can't get no, I don't know. You can't get no innocent to that. She was not fighting. She didn't even have a weapon. She was in her bed sleep. And you telling me that you can't even arrest them to even tell me that you're going to see what you can do? That's a slap in the face. So I don't even, like like he said, you can keep that. um, Right. And one of the cops that um, were supposed to be on trial for the George Floyd murder He's going to trial for self-defense. See, that's what I'm saying. They get away. They can do that. Because they can't. I I don't really like talking about this topic because it's just, it's it's crazy. I mean, yes, it 
makes us mad and, and it's sad we're still dealing with this in the year of 2020 but at the same time this is the truth this yeah. is what's going it's on definitely history repeating itself they don't yeah. have to they don't have to put us in slavery anymore they're just killing us now and back in the day they told us that we they se- separated us they used to hang us now they just killing us at first mm-hmm. they was okay when we were little they were just putting us in jail all the jail systems were crowded with black people now they just killing us and it's mm-hmm. it just people don't realize because they don't know their history they won't teach it to us and then we so crazy that we won't teach it to our own kids so it's just basically repeating stuff and then i read something in the bible with um basically with the egyptians because you know how the um we talked about that we are the chosen people blacks are the chosen people and the blacks mm-hmm. basically they just went through, I mean, not the blacks, the Israelites went through all of this and you with the Egyptians and the Egyptians basically were threatened by how numerous they were. The, the Israelites never, never did any harm to them, never showed any sign of being, you know, bad to them or going to build up and go against them. They chose to put that in their own mind and then made the people into slaves because of their own doubt and their own scariness. So I'm just like, this is all happening again, over and over again. Like, and until we right. know our history, we can't stop it from happening. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, um, I know my pastor in my church here in Murfreesboro, um, Pastor Christopher Johnson, he said that he has two, no, he has three sons and one daughter. And he said he has to sit down and talk to their son almost every week and be like, you know, don't do this. Be careful when you do this. Don't do this because, you know, it's getting to the point where black men are being killed for doing nothing. And, you know, the police have it on their body cam, the video on their body cams, but they're still not being arrested or going to trial for it. So he has to tell their son to be careful when you go out in public and you do certain things because to them, you know, to yourself, you're not doing anything, but to them, you're looking But suspicious. to them, you're a threat and could anyway be killed because in. of your color. And I just want to yeah, know what because you're black. to threaten them so much. Like, it's so crazy. That means they know we powerful. They know that everything right. they got here is because of us. So why would you take the people right. who built this and who's making this happen away? What would the world be without black people? Mm-hmm. This world would be girl crazy. Black <laughs> people invented everything and they just took it and put their name on it. Right. And you know what though? To look at it, when you really look at it, white people are really doing everything that blacks are doing. They are starting to wear braids. Trying to get bodies. Um, like they are us, starting to wear lips like us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. They are starting to wear all this makeup and Lashes but they say we stuff. look like I mean, monkeys and stuff. They say we are monkeys. Right, but they want they want to mimic us so bad. You know, and it, it's crazy. Y'all hate us so much, but at the same time, y'all trying to But be that's like the thing, that. they want to be like us. They y'all want the they want they want the power cuz some kind of way we still getting power no matter what. And that's why another thing, another thing with this COVID-19 thing and with depression, the like depression, the great depression that took place White people don't know how to respond to that because they so used to everything mine. Black people have been had to so this what? ain't nothing new to us. We've been hit rock bottom before. And you know what? It's funny that you said that because yesterday 
I watched was just, yeah, yesterday I was watching Everybody Hates Chris on Hulu, and it was this episode where um, Chris's best friend Greg had hit rock bottom, and you know what he said? He said he told Chris he said it's easy for you to tell me to get over it because you've been through this. Y'all have been through slavery and et cetera. But for me, I'm white. I shouldn't have to do this. So with me, I don't know how to handle this because I'm not supposed to be struggling. See, and that, and that kind of mindset right there, and that's exactly the kind of mindset they have. And I'm just like... What did Chris say back? Just looked at him. I've been ready to fight him. He would have to get the hands. He, I mean, he couldn't say that. It is true, but true. you don't. But don't. I'm, but okay, it's true. But look how he said it. Y'all used to this. I shouldn't have to go through this. No, no race should have to go through that. You're right, but I mean, it's. A, but the thing about it, that's it the crazy thing. I mean, the white people have been the race that has taken. The white people ain't never came up with nothing. Nothing. They ain't never came up with nothing original. They took it from right. everybody. They didn't just do this to the black people. They did it to everybody. The Indians. The Jews, they they yep. take, they took from everybody. So I don't I don't I only think that the white people are good at is stealing. They can't do nothing right. They know that without us, they helpless, they hopeless. They ain't got well without every other race, they helpless and they hopeless. Because not just the black mm. people did suffer them. Look at them, they came and took this from the Indians. So they want to tell somebody that they immigrants. Technically, ain't nobody supposed to be here but the Indians. So if you want to send somebody back, right. you need to send yourself back. And get that together. So yeah, if it's a good thing, uh, Kevin Hart got this thing about the different black people what they created, and he got like a little com- um, comedy twist on it. Was saying how the you know the white people cl- said they claimed everything, but it really came from black people. I recommend everybody to go watch that. Yeah, it is very good. And although it's funny, it's it still opens your eyes to realize like what really happened and tell you how much black people have done for society and really what white people they ain't done nothing but steal it and put their name on it right right girl right. we done got all off yeah. topic but as you can see we could we, we can did. talk about this kind of stuff forever because I mean it's ongoing and it's it, to me it's not going to disappear at this point in time so but you know even though we got off topic we can still tie mm-hmm. it back because that just goes to show with the hardships of women and single mothers raising young black sons, you know, up to be kings. It just shows how you should raise them up. So when they do go out in the public and they already are seen as a threat to society, you should teach them what to do and what not to do and how to act and how not and to act. Because they already. And that's sad, though, that you say that because George Floyd literally did everything he was supposed to do. He threw his hands up. He surrendered. He didn't fight or nothing. And so at this point, what do you tell him to do? Just stay in the house seems like the only thing. And technically, you can't be because Brianna was in her house when she got killed. So technically, it ain't really nothing we can do because no matter what, they're going to still find an excuse why. Because ain't no reason they can find a way why they killed Brianna Taylor because for one, they went to the wrong house. And even if you go to the wrong house, you tell me that you just start shooting without the person doing something. So if you go to the house to get somebody arrest them, you're going to shoot them? I, you, you were just supposed right. to arrest And I've seen several videos with white people beating the cops up, jerking away from it. And you, they ain't never tased the person. Never. Especially 
riots when we had all these riots happening uh, at the beginning. But they was the they were tasing them because they were standing up for Black Lives Matter. I'm talking about white people that's rebelling yeah. against them getting arrested for doing you know crazy stuff. But at the same time, though, during those protests, um, it was really majority of the white people out here looting instead. Yeah, because black fire. people, we scared. The black people, the black people were doing the peaceful protesting. It was majority of the white people that were out here looting and setting businesses and stuff. But on then fire. you got to be iffy so, about that. Was it really people who were for pro, like for for Black Lives Matter, or was it just? People trying to mix themselves in to make the Black Lives Matter protest look bad. I think it was they was trying to make yep, it look bad. That's what I think too. Because why? Like you said, because they know they not gonna get blamed for it. And they and, and even if they do get blamed for it, what they gonna do to them? They not gonna kill them. They gonna Nothing. give them a pat on the back and say, "Gone on home now." I want that one over there. That's what they gonna. And that person just over right. there peacefully protesting, but they gonna say that. And it's so mm-hmm. sad, but. That and, and things like this make me be like, God, would you just please come on back now? Because this is ridiculous. No race should have to endure this. And let me, and not only that, the thing about it that I don't like is every race who has been mistreated has got reparations for it. We're the only race that they tell us to get over it. It's in the past. How? How is it in the past when y'all keep treating? And then not only that, they say get over it as if it was just easy to get over. Like, they didn't mistreat us. And not only that, it would be easy to get over if they was to the point where they were over it. But they still think we should be treated that way. And you know what, though? It's funny that you said that because I, it was probably like a month ago or so, but I scrolled on Facebook and I seen this post how it was saying how white people are telling us to get over what happened to us with slavery and stuff like that. But yet, every year, what what are they telling us to remember? 9-11. Yes. And you know what? I was in it when, when I was in the airport uh, when was that? Wednesday night. When I was in the airport Wednesday night when I got to Dallas, what did I see in the airport? A big old um thing on the wall that said remember 9-11. And it had like the towers and stuff like that on there. And I was just like, well, and you know what made me remember when I looked at that? That post on Facebook that said, y'all tell us to forget what happened to us. But yet every year, y'all tell us to remember 9 11. And that's the sad part about it. Like kids nowadays don't even know that. And I'm, I'm going to be True. honest, I don't teach it. I don't care about it. When they say it's a day, I don't yeah. care because, like <laughs> you said, you want us to remember that, but you won't even try to. And like they, like they said, we don't even want revenge. We just want to be treated equal now. Like, forget that. We would forget it if you would treat us right from here on out. But you keep making us live it because you keep killing mm-hmm. our people. So at this point, mm-hmm. like uh, this lady posted, she said she made a great point. I need to share that video with you. Because she said at this point, y'all should be happy that all we want is equality and not revenge because they telling us to and she said she don't have a problem with the people lose and destroying stuff because of the simple fact when they told us that we're not accepted where they are where they at like we can't go where they go we build our we built our own town and community and they came and burned it and trashed it and throw it down so she said if that she don't care destroy their business destroy their places because they did that to but us. you know what but you know what though 
when you when you look at it and you go way back, and it's not even way back because forty years. But it ain't our grandparents. It's been forty years, right? But you know what? White people have been looting and riding after baseball games, football games, after they team lose. Whenever they team lose, or even whenever they team win, they go out there, they get drunk, and they start looting and riding. That ain't a problem, though. But when you look at it now, when we looting and riding to get y'all attention on police brutality and stuff, y'all want to look at it as a problem. No, it, it should be looked at the same. And that, another thing, a comment they made, they said, you go to all these other protests, like with the um the gay lives, the LBG, LBGT community, um, what's, it was some other ones that people ride against. But they said, why is it that at the Black Lives Matter protest is when you have police and things out? You don't have police and stuff for the other ones, so why would you have them at the Black Lives Matter? Exactly. So that that just gives you some stuff to think about. Right. And then not only that, I just it it might seem everybody be like, why are you destroying their business? They don't have nothing to do with it, blah, 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 ABCD. But at the same time, I think it was a good thing because look what it has done. It has got the nation's attention. Not only were the U.S. riding and protesting, peaceful protesting, everybody was. And I'm like, I ain't never seen And like, like I keep this. saying, I don't know what it took for George Floyd to wake us up. And I don't know why it took George Floyd, but I'm just happy it did. But at the end of the day, until they arrest those cops, arrest those people, I really don't care what they do, yeah. what policy they change, because we've been here. Why does it matter now? Yeah, right. And I'm like, y'all, y'all really doing too much because now they trying to change the Aunt Jamama syrup and Uncle Ben Rice. I'm just like, why? That's what I'm saying. They all coming up with this stuff, trying to tell us yeah. that we matter by that. But you still ain't arresting the people who killing us. Why? And so at this point, like I said, I don't really care about all that extra stuff that they doing. Just show me that they gonna arrest Breonna Taylor people. Show me that. Make an example out of one person. Cause if you make an example, they ain't gonna do it no more. They'll mm-hmm. go behind our back and like, as you can see, they start lynching people. And then they gonna say that they committed they suicide. Did. How the hell somebody nah. jump off a damn tree nah. and ain't nothing found under there? That's I, I don't get that. So Mm-mm. until then, I really don't care. Get to me, it. talk is talk, and you gotta walk the walk. And at this point in time, they have done so much dirt. I don't. I really don't trust no um, white person to be honest, because in the end of in the end okay. of it, um, okay, like this lady who was on the dang, what's her name, Sherry Porterfield or whatever her name was, Sherry Shepard. She was on a breakfast club and she was basically yeah. saying that um, with all this going on, she don't really want her son to date a white woman. She gonna support him and all he do, but she just said, no matter what type of person you are, you're gonna always revert, revert back. She don't have, to, she don't want to fear for her son's life that you get in an argument with him and you call the police knowing they're gonna instantly arrest him. Or better yet, they're gonna kill him because you because y'all got in an argument. So she said, no matter what, you're gonna revert back to what you used to. If you know that you can wipe him out in one thing, you get mad with him, you will do it. And he said he don't want she don't want her son caught up in that. And that's how I feel. I don't I don't want that. A black woman gonna look after you regardless. You you can you can piss her off, she's still gonna make sure you straight. 
she she don't want the police behind you. She mm. don't want the police after you because she know where they come from. White people, that's their way of that's they they think they're privileged to do everything. So yep, yep. And, and I don't care what nobody it's says. Real. We are living in a white man's world because there's nothing that we can do. We are. It, it is a white man's world, and it's funny. Yep, it's funny that you said that because you know that video I was tagging you in the past couple of weeks with Par One and Par uh-huh, Two with your pastor that um mm-hmm. my pastor did with the other pastor, the other white pastor of the other church mm-hmm. in Memphis Zero. Um, he, he was asking questions about how did he feel about white privilege and everything, and he said it's out here, it's real. I mean, it is. Uh, some white people act like it's not out here, um, but. It really is. It's it's a thing, such thing. And it privilege. is. It definitely is. And I, I, I. That's why I say I try my best. I'm trying not to dislike every white person because it's hard. They don't understand. Like they want us to not think all white people are the same. But y'all sitting out here thinking all black people are the same, and we're not. And the thing about it, right. Black people not even. Uh, to me, they, they not even a home for race. They do what they got to do because it's survival mode. And if you would stop putting us so far behind and oppressing us. And let us actually get money and work. We won't have to do this kind of stuff for survival. So it's it, it's like a lose lose right. for us. And I don't know. It's just to me, it's, it's only God gonna be able to do this. Only God gonna come up and be able to make His people rise again. But we gotta do our part. We gotta turn back to God. Go back to church. Like if we could go to Walmart, we can go to church. It's simple as that. The same amount of people in Walmart be the same amount of people in church. They got the same kind of guidelines. So why not go to church? And so, right. And so that brings us to um, another question, Bree. I was going to ask you, what do you think black women as a whole have to do um, with their children, with their sons in general, to make sure that they grow up and know like okay this is a limit this is a limit i know what i can and i can't do because we already are looking um, at the three honest i don't i'm not gonna tell my son to put a limit on himself like i just don't feel like i mm-hmm. should because i don't want to limit him and i don't think it's fair that we yeah. have to tell our son this. i get the talk that you can't do this you can't do that kind of stuff but i'm not gonna he can go out there and be with Ever he wants to be. Just know that you're going to be mm-hmm. hated regardless because of the color of your skin. So don't try to walk on needles, pins, and threads or whatever they how they say it just to avoid being treated a certain way because at the end of the day, it's still going to happen. You can't get around it. They're going to hate you regardless. I pray that it never comes to that. But they're going to hate on a successful black man anyway. So why not go forth and do just do your best anyway. So I'm not putting no limits on my son. I will definitely tell him that no matter what in this world, you're not seen as equal. That's why you should press forward and be what be what you can be because they already, they gonna say bad about you anyway. So I don't really think I'm gonna put limits on my right. son because right. if you do put the limits on, you do tell him what he can and cannot, cannot do. We have seen in this world that you still get killed for it. So why why I'm not gonna tell them to go yeah. out there and be disrespectful True. now because I don't want my child to disrespect anyone. But I'm definitely not gonna say, well, be mad for this because George Floyd did all those things and still died. So what I'm telling him this for? Because either way it goes, it seems like they're gonna do right. what they want to do anyway. Right. Okay. So what we're gonna do is 
we're going to pray for the women that's listening that they don't be nervous about raising their son. Okay, that's good. Because let's be mindful. It's the hard world out here. It's mm-hmm. tough out here. Yeah. It's the evil world that we're living in. But I just don't want anybody to be nervous. Or live in fear. In, or when they're, uh, when they're and living in fear. Right. Right. I want you to still be able to, you know, enjoy these moments and, and let your son enjoy his childhood and things like that. Because let's be real. It's black children that's getting yep. killed. So me was, he wasn't the first, but I'm saying he was the first one known. And he, he was a 14-year-old. A so if they could kill a 14-year-old, I really don't put nothing past him. And how old was he? Oh, 14 too. Because, you know, they was start, mm-hmm. they had started comparing those two. They said that was he was the modern-day um, Emmett Till. He had the pretty eyes just like Emmett mm-hmm. Till, light skin and everything. That was very crazy. Mm-hmm. It's so sad, girl. And it was all Emmett Till was killed just Who because an older white woman had the nerve lied on him and you know Emmett Till, I, I Girl. Love Emmett Till because Emmett Till was arrogant he was he was like what you doing you can't do that to me I'm from up north I can do this kind of stuff but he didn't even do that to her but I'm just saying how he was just to me I could just say that he was just fresh he was just like I, what you when they came and got he said I ain't going with you you can't take me where I want to go because he was from up north and that's just like Girl. that's just like a, a, a mama scared to send her child down with his relatives because you know you wouldn't expect that to happen that's what I'm saying that's why I just don't want you know I just don't want us to be living in fear or to be afraid I want our sons to you know go out and enjoy life I mean I commend Emmy Peel mom too because she was like no I want y'all to see what y'all did to my baby like she was, she was determined not to give a cloak casket, and I just love Emmett Till's story because she was just a true example of y'all gonna pay, y'all gonna see what y'all did to him, y'all. I'm gonna let the world see, and she literally left his casket open, and everybody saw that he was even identifiable or recognized. And that's so yeah. sad. Like you can beat a child that innocent that you you felt like you had to beat a child. Right. Right. All right, well, Bree, you have anything else before we close out? Mm, no, I just, this prayer going to really bless a lot of people. All right, well, you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Dear Lord, we come to you today. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Right now, I just want to ask that you please extend your hand and watch over and bless all of the women that are listening all of the mothers, whether single or not, that are raising their sons, I just ask that you please instill their mind, instill their body, soul, and attitude that as they raise these young men to become up to be kings, that they will not live in fear and that they will allow their sons to go out and live freely and be able to do what they want to do without fear and that know to ease their mind and their soul that when they send their childs out to go to school or do whatever, that they will not be fearful that they won't come back home. Now, just with everything going on, it's hard to kind of have that peace of mind. But I just ask that you just bless it and just give it to all our listeners that may be listening. And I ask these things that Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Great prayer. All right, well, thank you all for listening to Let's Talk About a Girl podcast. 
don't forget to subscribe and um, meet the host actually at chattingwiththegirls.weebly.com. Thank you all. And a big shout out to Rye and Nicole for answering our questions. Our and first responders. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we hope that you all had a great time listening to us and be tuned for next week's episode. Thank you all. Bye.